welcome to another episode of the Cryptic Commander. We are your hosts. I'm John Nose. I am MTG Peddler. I'm Slothy. And with us today, we've got a very special guest from the Into the 99 podcast. We've got Daniel. How are you doing, Daniel? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, you guys. Well, it's a pleasure. pleasure to have you on, man. How is everyone else doing this week? Oh, very busy. Very busy. Modern Horizons 2 has been keeping me incredibly busy with my box openings. Incredible boxes. That's uh, some of the most value I've ever seen from any of them. I don't think I've seen any box, uh, unless you're opening an old set like an Urza Saga. I, I haven't seen anything on par with what these boxes are. Right. I mean, even even after the price drop because of release and stuff like that, I just opened a box yesterday. And my God, my God, <laughs> I think it's the closest I've ever encountered to a God box. It was absolutely ridiculous. I uh, tracked a few of my boxes because I didn't think the prices would drop that much. And uh, I, I opened a lot of set boosters. Uh, three of them are still well over eleven hundred U.S. dollars of co- like cards in them. I know it's it's absolutely insane. I oh. only open collector's boosters, and those are even crazier. Watching people crack the collector boosters. That was a little too rich for my blood with this. Uh, I think we got 11 set boosters. I got, and then my brothers got another 12 between them. So we, we mm. cracked a lot. And I did not see a single of that Titania, though, across like 20-plus boxes. That's weird. The, I, the I alt art one. I opened a couple. Of the alt art one? Yeah, I opened up uh, eight collector's boxes. I'm just happy to know that that one actually exists because I didn't see it. No one at our local store opened one in anything. I can assure you it doesn't ex- it does exist and it's not a it's not a good value hit either. So you don't don't feel <laughs> bad that you missed it. It's the one I want so badly. I got one for you. Just, just I'll, I'll make sure you get my email address. I got I got you covered. <laughs> Sounds great. Sponsored by NorthValleyGames.com, where you can go to NorthValleyGames.com, enter the promo code TCC2021, save 10% off your order and their new program where they are buying your singles, give you an extra 10% cash just by using the same code partnered with magic the gathering players group facebook group and cosmic gaming community and starting us off this week with page one yes page one is card of the week and this week we have good old-fashioned wasteland but not just any wasteland the mark pool uh secret lair wasteland was specifically called out this week and for those who don't know it is a rare land uh, tap it to add a uh, colorless mana. Tap it, sacrifice wasteland, destroy target non-basic lands. Now, what do you guys think of the uh, secret layer artwork here? I really like how uh, Mark incorporated one of his other pretty popular arts, uh, Library of Alexandria, into this. Yeah, yeah we were actually, we just to kind of pull back the veil, we were actually discussing it because we mm-hmm. saw it was Library of Alexandria uh, on the card itself. And we were like, did Mark Poole do the original artwork? Yes, he did. Yes, mm-hmm. he did. So the thing was, is the other day I was, you know, when it got spoiled, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I don't like the artwork. And I looked at it a little further, you know, and I'm like, wait, it looks like there's a building down here because I'm trying to find like a skull, you know, like a skull in the desert kind of a situation. And I'm like, wait a minute, this looks like the Library of Alexandria, man. And I look at the flavor text of it, too. And I'm like, maybe it is, you know. And then I was like, doesn't it look like the Library of Alexandria when uh, uh, Petler, we were just starting the show, you know. And uh, yeah, it turned out it is. (laughs) That's pretty it it cool. is very good flavor to add that. I, I think mm. it makes the card a lot better when you have that lore background with it, especially knowing that he did the original Library of Alexandria. And uh, also, the and flavor I- text on this is the library's scrolls have been have long since crumbled into swirling desert sands, which 
sounds to me like another callback. It, well, it, 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 I mean, I, like I said, I, before we started the show, I was saying how much I didn't like this artwork, but then I saw that it, it is in fact Library of Alexandria and Mark who did that artwork originally. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna... Okay, we're losing Peddler. Sloth, you, you're here, right? Of that list. Yeah, sure. I'm not going to do this. Hold on. We're losing Peddler, right? Everybody here's here? Yep. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're just losing Peddler. Okay. And top decks this week and standard. Number one, Soltai Ultimatum. Number two, Red Deck Wins. And last place we have, is it Goldspan? Is it or is it not? Hmm. In historic, we have Rogue and Unclassified, number one. Number two, is it Phoenix? And number three, Selesnia Company. In modern, number one, is it Spells? Number two, Rogue and Unclassified. And number three, Green White Company. In legacy this week, top decks, Death and Taxes. Number two, Elves. This is a weird one. It's actually five colored elves. And number three this week, 12 post. Can anybody what explain? What is 12 post? Yeah, can <laughs> anybody explain what 12 post is? I'll click on it real quick. It says, hold on here. You got Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, Endurance, Ulamog, uh, Reclamation Sage, Kozilek, Primeval Titan, Elvish Reclaimer, Expedition Map, Pithing Needle, Once Upon a Time, Crop Rotation, Green Sun Zenith, Dark Depths, Cradle of Growth. I'm looking Cavern of Souls, Eye of Ugin, Tabernacle, Glacial Chasm, Misty Rainforest. I'm just looking at lands real quick. None of that goes with it. You got Cloud Post. So Cloud Post, it does run four copies of Cloud Post. Mind, tra mind break trap, carpet of flowers, force of vigor and endurance. Um, 12 post deck. Anybody got any ideas? I have no idea what that one is. Um, I have none, literally none. Yeah, the tabernacle is in there, man. I mean, that's like five thousand dollar card right there. It's uh, um, so it's basically like the locust ramp strategy, is what I'm pulling up here. Uh, so okay. it's a ramp strategy that uses Cloud Post, which is uh, a locust land. Mm -hmm. um, comes into play tapped, and you can tap it to add one to your mana pool for each locust in play. Uh, then you got Glimmer Post. Um, gain one life for each locust on the battlefield. It is also a locust land. It, um, might, it might not be 12 post. It might be 1-2 post net deck. 1-2 post. It could be 1-2 post, right? It, not 12 post? Uh, it could be 12 posts because in that deck you're running four cloud posts, four glimmer posts, and four Vesuva. Ah, there so you go. So then that, that would equal the 12. Yeah, that's it right there. 12 post deck. You figured it out. That's why there it, it is. That's why, that's why we pay Slothy the big bucks. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so this week in Popper, we have number one, mono black control. Number two is red deck burn. Number three, four color affinity. That's uh, four colors. No swamps this week in commander. I don't think we've seen much change, but we have. Oh, there has been insane change. Oh, really? I'll let you cover commander. 
With yeah. Modern Horizons 2, I can't believe there's no change. Actually, the the coolest thing is there's not a Modern Horizons 2 commander in the top five. Um, and Timna and Thrasios have gone from one and two to six and seven. Um, but number one, we've got Lathril, Blade of the Elves. Um, number two, we've got Omnath, Locus of Creation, uh, four-color Omnath. Number three, we've got Rograk, Son of Roga. Wow. And Pioneer this week. You know, I heard crazy. Mm. I, yeah. I only heard crazy as well. Yep. Yeah. Slothy, you only heard crazy? Yeah. I want to say, Peddler, I love you, man. I love you, bud. And then um, we're over here in Pioneer. Pioneer this week. Mono Black. Number two, Boros Deck wins. And number three, Rogan Unclassified. We have one last format for top decks this week, which is historic. No, wait. I think wait, I covered historic. Wait. Yeah, we already did. We already did historic. And that's top decks this week. Okay. Movers and shakers. We're going to let our guest Daniel do movers and shakers. Yeah. So we were looking at Glenn, the voice of calm. It's slowly trending down currently at $6 from the high of 1285 when it first released. I think people are finally starting to sell them off or the excitement's kind of gone down a little bit. Uh, you have Imperial. And some of the controversy too, maybe. That's true, yeah. Maybe people are a yeah. little more willing to pay it and play it and part with it. Uh, you have Imperial Recruiter also trending down at $14.99. Uh, Tyvar Kell at six sixty five trending down, which actually does surprise me with the popularity of Elves right now that it would be going down because it's such a yeah. phenomenal card. That's your mm -hmm. cheaper pickups. Maybe it's going down because a lot of people are buying it. That's true, yeah. Or or the demand is finally gone and enough people have what they want. So, Because mm -hmm. uh, as far as I know, standard isn't really driving card prices at the moment. I think it is mostly people playing modern and commander. Absolutely. So Absolutely. the commander players, I think, have finally now all caught up to it. Uh, you do have like some crazy spikes. You have Jeroff's Messenger at $35, which is nuts for that card to be that pricey. And it's up 168%. Yeah, from a $599 card December of last year. Like, it's a good zombie, but it's not a $35 good zombie, personally. But oh. an incredible spike. I, again, I'm just wrong on a lot of finance stuff. So. Uh, Mishra's Bobble also up just massively in every printing of it, but it, it's up 88% to $20. It's a crazy increase. It's insane. I thought I did great selling them for 6 bucks a pop. Yeah, I, I definitely did not see them reaching this high. I've been watching them go up and up every week right now, and just, it's nuts. Then you have your Meltdown up 196% to 667 for destroying each artifact with total CMC X or less. Uh, Zero-cost artifacts are obviously a problem in some format right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Acorn Catapult yeah. at 2097, which is all commander players. Animals. Love them. Animals. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. uh, it, it's up 217% to 2097. Yeah, that one makes total sense with like the absolute flood of squirrels we got. 
with then, uh, Modern Horizons 2. And then this one actually did shock me to see such a crazy increase, uh, 390% increase on Ashes of the Fallen, $7.20. And that makes all creatures in your graveyard one kind of type. I believe that's because of Grist. Yeah, absolutely. But incredible spike on that card for anyone who owned it. Basically, a week ago, it was at most a dollar. Yeah. That is crazy. That's one of the Kamigawa cards, too, right? I, I'm looking at the symbol of it. It's, it's, Kamigawa. Yeah, it's one of those Kamigawa sets, yeah. It's based Champions. Someone can, someone can correct me. I believe it's Champions of Kamigawa. I think so. I don't um, know. I'm looking at it right now. So this one is from... It says Commander. It's not Champions. Not Champions of Kamigawa. <laughs> I just did the same thing. I'm on Card Kingdom right now. I'm looking. Yes, yeah, I'm on Card Kingdom. Uh, saviors. It's Saviors, saviors of Kamigawa. Saviors of Kamigawa. Got got we got we there. all got there at the same time. Beautiful. <laughs> we knew it was going to be one of the th- one of them. Yeah, it's one, one of three sets. It can't be that hard to track it down. <laughs> yeah, th- those were actually pretty phenomenal increases. The Modern Horizons 2 has just spiked so many cards astronomically compared to what they really should be. I, I just yeah. really, really like it. The Modern Horizons 2 has really shaken up a ton of formats. Obviously, Modern is one of them. It's kind of I'm, nice to see Affinity making a little bit of a comeback. Um, I'm honestly surprised that more of the fetch lands are not on the trending down because they are absolutely trending down right now. So, Daniel, if people are tuning into this podcast and it's the first time they're hearing about you, how can they get a hold of you? Um, basically, everything we do can be found on our website. It's into the 99com We have websites. We do streams multiple podcasts, uh, different shows. Just basically check it out there. We are into the 99 on any social media. Come chat with us on Discord or just check out an episode. Hear me rant about why white is not a bad card color. And yeah, I'm often wrong, but I think we're funny at least while we do it. So feel free to check us out, say hello, and thank you guys so much. And if I'm wrong, weren't you guys nominated for an award this year too? Yeah, I think we were part of the same... I can't remember if that was last year's awards, this year's awards. I know that there was a lot going on with that stuff. We, I think we're nominated for one of the podcast awards. Okay. And one of the content creator awards, but I have not looked nice. at those for a while. I think you guys are also in the finals for that, right? Yes, we made it to the finals. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> and Peddler, uh, he does, of course, we all do our own content on the side, you know. I did and Peddler's, And Peddler, you are, uh, Peddler, of the co- one of the co-hosts here. Is up for an, uh, an award also for his show. Which which show, yeah. Peddler? It's it's MCG Peddler on YouTube. I, I always let John cover it because he's way more excited about it than I am. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, dude, it's amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I'm like, I'm the guy that's like, clearly they've never actually watched my show. If they think, you know, I'm content creator, <laughs> new content creator of the year. But I, yeah. I, I absolutely appreciate the uh, thought. And for whoever nominated me in there in the first place, I know I didn't do it. I didn't even hear, hear about the awards until I was already in. So I was like, oh, cool. So at least someone appreciates what I do, which is nice. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, the last guest we had on the show was uh, JJ Freeze. Yeah. From the, actually. I actually was just looking at that. JJ's very and, nice. Yeah, very nice very, nice. very nice guy, man. And we, of course, we had a blast having him on. And we asked him a couple of questions. And he's just surprised by, you know, uh, a lot of the podcasts that there's been. He had mentioned that he started writing down a in a journal uh, every time there was an MTG podcast. And he's like up to four pages, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, well, there's a lot of podcasts, you know. But um, 
I think no matter if you have one listener or however many, just as long as you have one listener, you should just keep going, you know? Oh, yeah. It's it's fun to see the mm-hmm. amount go up and how many people listen and tune in. It's really fun when anyone reaches out. So if you guys are listening to this one, reach out and tell them they're doing a good job. <laughs> it's, I think we all have that moment. Like when I, I for the first couple of months of my existence, I had five subscribers, one being my mom and one being my wife. <laughs> and I don't think either of them watched. They were just there. So and it's, it's crazy. So it, it is really fun. Like, you know, as you get start getting traction, you see your numbers going up. It's, it's definitely cool. Oh, yeah. I, I remember the first episode of mine that hit over 10 plays and I was very proud. <laughs> now the next page we're going to talk about which is very near and dear to my heart dungeons and dragons oh we have so <clears throat> much D stuff to talk about uh, do we peddler oh do we? we do we do okay. I, i'm actually going to start off with one of the mechanics that i think yeah people had were the most interested in figuring out what it actually is and that is how the dungeons work so I'm going to kind of tie this in with a couple of the spoiled cards also. So the first card I'm going to talk about is Cloister Gargoyle. It's two colorless and a white for an artifact creature gargoyle. When Cloister Gargoyle enters the battlefield, venture into the dungeon. And then in parentheses, it's enter the first room or advance to the next room. And as long as you completed a dungeon, Cloister Dragon gets plus three, plus zero, and flying. Well, that's all great, but what does that mean? Enter the first room, advance to the other. Well, there's actually three separate dungeon cards that you can choose from. All players have access to all three cards. You can only be in one dungeon at a time. So once you start one, whenever you play a card that has the ability of venturing into a dungeon, you're going to progress through that dungeon. Now, this is going to be kind of hard for me to describe because it's more of a visual thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go over Lost Mine, of Fandelver, which is one of the dungeons, because it's probably the simplest. So if you played Cloister Dragon and you have not and you're not in a dungeon, you can choose the Lost Mind. And then at the very beginning, there's like like I guess four different segments of this dungeon. The first one is called Cave Entrance. And once you hit there from your trigger from the gargoyle, you scry one. Then the next time you play any card that lets you venture into the into the dungeon, now you have a choice. You can either go into either the Goblin Lair, which allows you to create a 1-1 red goblin creature token, or the Mine Tunnels, and that lets you create a treasure token. And then it expands even further. So it's picture like a triangle, basically. So you start at the cave entrance, and you have two options. And then when you're at that second level, you're going to have three options. So you're going to have the Storeroom, which is put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature, and the Dark Pool each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. And you can only access those two if you went to the goblin lair. So, I mean, I should probably just rephrase that. You can, you can only enter the storeroom if you enter the goblin lair. The dark pool shares like a, uh, a doorway with both the goblin lair and mine tunnels from the, the, the previous tier. I really hope I'm explaining this right. <laughs> yep. Or you're if you're, good, you're, you're doing a good job, and besides the YouTube video, Slothy is going to be able to put an image up, so you're fine. Yeah, this is this is true, also. So, and now if you choose to go t- through the mine tunnels, you can either enter the dark pool or you can go to the fungi cavern, which target creature gets negative four, negative zero till end of turn. And then once you're on that third tier, they all dump out into the same bottom part, which is Temple of Dumathoin. I guess you would pronounce yeah. that, and that is Dumathoin. draw a card. 
That is draw a card. And then once you hit that, you are officially completed the dungeon. And there are cards that give you benefits from completing uh, X number of dungeons. So now the next time that you get a card that lets you venture into the dungeon, you can go to any, you can begin at any one of the three dungeons again. So you can just keep doing the Lost Mine if you feel like it, or you can go to the Dungeon of the Mad Mage or the Tomb of Annihilation. But once you're in a dungeon, you have to proceed through that dungeon. I can't remember Ah. if they said that all of the dungeons were currently spoiled. Is it just these three? Yeah, it's just these three in this set. In this set, yes. Yeah, the set has three. These are the the three spoiled ones. Okay, and And does anyone know if that includes the Commander Precons? Because one of them is dungeon-themed, so there may be another one in there. If If there's a Precon for this set... These are the three that are officially spoiled, and that is the official word, too. Okay. Yeah, and the, the easiest, the simplified version of them is basically they are choose-your-own-adventure sagas that exactly. basically currently yeah. trigger on ETB or only, on damaging. Yeah, well, only only with these specified conditions. So, like, um, if there's no interaction with these uh, mazes or dungeons... And technically, those sagas won't automatically go off. No, no, but that, so that's it, what I mean. Rather than an upkeep trigger, yeah. they're going to trigger with Correct. either an enter the battlefield or a yeah. damage effect. I think they yeah. are also going to staple. To me, it seems like they're going to staple it onto instants and sorceries as well at some point. I think yeah. also they're going to add it to abilities. I mean, why not? If you're going to put it on instant and sorcery, why not put it on a pay ability? Yep. And, I, and it has been spoiled. That it is also one of the Planeswalkers effects okay. as well. So, yes. so I'm going I'm to go through uh, this planeswalker real fast, too, because it goes to what we're saying. So Eliwick Tumblestrum uh, is two colors and two green. Legendary planeswalker at Mythic. Plus one, venture into the dungeon. Minus two, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it in your hand. If it's legendary, you gain three life. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. And her ultimate is negative seven. You get an emblem with creatures you control, have trample and haste, and get plus two, plus two for each differently named dungeon you've completed. It starts with four loyalty. That's pretty phenomenal. That is amazing. But I mean, it's good. And also, an interesting point is that you can uh, proceed through multiple tiers of a dungeon per turn. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's not like a one per turn. You're done. So if you let's say you know you play your your gargoyle, then you then you have Eliwick that you play the next turn you're gonna you know you can you can just keep going basically well so you can you can go as many levels as you have mana to play the creatures and the abilities there is that new uh paladin the nadar selfless paladin it's the two in the white yes. for the dragon knight three three vigilance uh when it enters or attacks you venture in so if you have any way to flicker it in and out like something with emiola dead eye navigator you can possibly complete a dungeon in one turn yeah absolutely yeah, because there is dungeons that only take three. Your shortest route is three um, tiers. I mean, it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty taxing to go that way. It's actually the Tomb of Annihilation. I guess we'll talk about that real fast too. The first uh, tier is trapped entry. Each player loses one life, and then you can go into the Oubliette, which you discard a card, sacrifice an artifact, a creature, and a land. Now, you might be wondering why you would want to do that to yourself, but then, then the final tier is Cradle of the Death God. Create the Atropal, a legendary 4-4 black god horror creature token with death touch. Yeah, so that is pretty insane. So you can do that all in one turn. I'd just like to say that I like how they made Tomb of Annihilation the most punishing one because 
I don't know if you've played this one, John, but it is an absolute horror so, to get through. Yeah, I wasn't sure if anybody was going to mention it, but yeah, so these are based off of real dungeons, you know. Okay. Now, Forgotten Realms, and that was one thing that I had totally forgotten about, <laughs> no pun intended, you know, oh. but that was that it's a Forgotten Realms uh, theme, okay? But there's many different themes in Dungeons & Dragons. Anyway, so these are these are tombs or uh, dungeons I've been through, and mm-hmm. the hardest one here. Uh, so, true story, take you back a step. Uh, this one right here, this tomb was made for like uh, one of the Gen Cons, one of the first Gen Cons. Okay, it could be the, the second one. I think somebody mentioned earlier it was the second one, but I think it could have been the first one. I don't know. My dad was in this right, and his friends, his party, got second place, and there was no second place for this tournament. You know, I think Gary Gygax built this dungeon, right? Anyway, so the the one party that went through before them went through the quickest. My dad's party did everything right, so the guy made a, an award right there on the spot, you know. But uh, I'm very familiar with this dungeon. I ran through this dungeon myself, yes. I've been through all these dungeons, actually. I think that they're a really neat you uh, neat new mechanic to add into the game. Mm-hmm. And, and I like the utility they bring from outside of it. It kind of does give, from the, what we've seen, white a little bit of advantage in getting your treasure token in the form of ramp. You can like we're talking about in the Fandover one, uh, there is draw. There is some things that make other creatures not able to hit you so early in the game. It actually does look like they are trying to include more people, but I'm super excited about the Forgotten Realms stuff. Oh, yeah, I am too. I am happy about everything that's coming out, especially the look of everything, you know. Um, I have questions in the back of my head, though. You know, for instance, you know, what happens, you know, when somebody takes these to a tournament setting? You know, uh, I don't think they'll be in a tournament setting, though. You know, I don't like the we did the whole mutating thing. You know, that wasn't a big thing. You didn't see in a lot of tournament settings. Yeah. You know, um, so, again, uh, energy. You didn't except for eight, the Aether Marvel works toward the end of that whole set. Right. <laughs> Even at the beginning of Kaladesh, nobody was using the Aether Mar- Marvel works, you know. But um, energy wasn't a thing when it was first introduced. You know, like everybody that was top tier one wasn't using energy at all. You know, if the, if the card had energy, they weren't even using energy. They're like, I'm using Glimmer of Genius, you know, to draw to and scry to. You get two energy, I'm not even using energy, you know? So, I mean, I think it's a fad, and it goes good with the theme and the flavor of the set, with it's all be, due respect. It's going to be interesting to see it in the limited environment, I think. I don't know how impactful uh, venturing into the dungeons will be in the limited I think we need to see way more cards spoiled before we even like, you know, dive too deep into there. But I agree. also, also it'd be, it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out on Arena. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can even see graphics with this would be kind of cool, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that, to me, I think is going to be very interesting to see. And speaking of visuals, we do have the two different types of showcases have been spoiled as well. And I will tell you, I, th- I think me and John are going to fight over this one because one I actually really like and one I absolutely can't stand. So so the first one that I actually do like, it's kind of almost looks like an old school kind of character card, I guess is the best way to say it. It's kind of like a, a black and white, but not really like a, you know, it's like more of like a creamy white color with like, you know, okay. lots of grays. It's Those really are, cool looking. They're, they're calling it the uh, illustration uh, cards because of uh, the monster manual. Yeah. Mm. 
So these are illustration. I, I forget the technical term, but these are the illustration versions. It's really, really cool. I like it a lot. Now, the one I don't like is the one that they're doing with the uh, the land cycle. I don't know what else they're doing it for, but it's oh, just yeah. the land cycle. The, the guidebooks. Look, yeah, yeah, it looks like, it looks like a cover books. of a book. Oh, yeah. I don't like it at all. Don't like I love them. I love them. I'm so Can glad it's not get... basic land, so I don't got to look at it for the rest of my life. As a guy that plays multiple formats, I'm going to have to get copies for my cube, for my commander deck, for my standard deck, for a Dungeons and Dragons themed deck, you know. I might not go crazy and put it in my standard deck, but um, it's, I think for cube and commander in a Dungeons and Dragons themed deck, yeah, you know. To, to me, it's just horribly loud, and I don't like text that I don't need on my cards. I like my cards right. to have as little text as possible. So it's like dungeon module R12 on the top, you know, an adventurer for a K. Like none of that has any any form of bearing on the mm-hmm. game I'm actually playing. I don't need right. it. I don't want it. I don't right. like it. I don't I like think anything about it. Was, um, I think there was research and development done on the, on the theory of who's going to like it and who's not going to like it. And I think WotC knows that the people who love it are going to eat these up like candy, man, you know, like kid in a can- candy store. Yeah, and, and I don't, I don't expect Watsy to, to like bow down to my artistic needs. I'm just saying no, I'm my, not- my, my, pers- my personal reason as why I'm not a fan of it. I will say this though, mechanically, yeah. the, the land they spoiled a den of the bugbear is flipping awesome. I can't wait to play these in limited. I absolutely love this card. Which land yeah, have I actually um, hadn't seen that one? It is called Den of the Bugbear. If you want to Google it while I'm reading it, so it's a rare land. If you control two or more lands, Den of the Bugbear enters the battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add one red, and then for three colorless and a red, until end of turn, Den of the Bugbear becomes a 3-2 red goblin creature with whenever this creature attacks, create a plus uh, a 1-1 red goblin creature token that's tapped and attacking. It's still a land. It's really Love cool it. to me. Love it. It's really, Everything about it's, that. It's really cool to me that there's stuff going on with these cards from this set that a lot of people are going to love. There's going to be a few people out there that are going to love these and not understand what the real meaning behind it is. You know what I mean, Slothy? Yeah. You know, yeah, it, think- it, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but what I'm feeling is, and this is just me, I, mean, I think Slothy might agree with me here, though. There's a lot going on, <laughs> and um, it's just hard to navigate that through an illustration on a card or a name. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, Slothy? Yeah, no, I, de- I definitely agree. I think that for, how do I, how do I really word it? I know, right? It's hard to convey that there's so much going on. You know, we've got the, the Saturday morning cartoon, mm-hmm. which used to be a thing, right? Yeah. You've got the guidebooks that are going on the basic lands. You've got in very important creatures, uh, you know, uh, Drist. You've got Loth, just to name a few. Okay? Yeah, yeah, just to name a few. Okay, so we've got we've got big characters, we've got big dungeons that are famous, you know, and we won't can't say famous, but these are beginning dungeons. Almost everybody's been through who's played this game, you know, mm-hmm. and exactly. and and scenarios, scenarios from the Gotten Realms universe that uh, you know, and and items and spells, mm-hmm. exactly. word death kill power level five. Come on. This is uh when when somebody asks me what do you want to see on the set it's like I want to see spell Harry or Blue Lips and I want to see a Gith Yankee you know I haven't seen these things yet but they're close so the, the things are spoiling right now we're very early in spoilers right now 
it's very close to what I was imagining. So I have to give credit where credit's due. Let's see, this clap is for you. <laughs> and I mean, I, I I absolutely understand, respect, and appreciate the flavor behind it, like the D and D setting. I understand that, it, and also since. Watsi owns both both IPs that there's going to be like a, a great deal of crossover. That does not bother me at all. It's right. just the, it's just that for that one specific showcase I dislike. I think it's going to be an absolute blast to play that card. I can't wait to see it in its traditional art because I'm sure I'm going to love it. It's just I, I again this is a and D set, but I'm not playing Dungeons and Dragons. I'm playing Magic right. the Gathering. So yeah. when you have when you have a quarter of the card that has text that is completely irrelevant to the game, don't like it. Yeah, I got what you're saying. I get, I get where you're, you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Um, honestly, they should have made Driss better. <laughs> yeah, I agree there. I agree there. Is that the one that makes Gwen, Gwendamir or something? Yeah, it makes, makes one of our that basically made it just Tolsamir at one more mana. Yeah. Yeah. Bunk. Yeah. Bust cards. That was like the best, one of the best characters. I If I see like a, a junk Elminster, I'll be upset. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder where they're going to go. I mean, we've we've had magic for a lot of years. Dungeons and Dragons came out first. There was mm-hmm. this whole Christianity against Dungeons and Dragons, believe it or not. Which is um, wild. Yeah, yeah, it is, right? You can Google this, guys, by the way, you know. Um, <laughs> this was uh, intriguing to me when I first heard about it in the early 90s, you know. And uh, going back and into hearing that this Dungeons and Dragons cartoon was like in the early 80s, it was like, what? Wow, man, that's cool, you know. Um, it. Just, I mean, wow. At what age am I right now? I don't feel like it. It's a different subject altogether. <laughs> I, I, I will. Say, I do want to add real fast too. I believe that the official spoiler season starts uh, Tuesday, uh, the 29th. Yeah, the set oh, so comes right. out really soon. Yeah. It, 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 it is like insanely like packed right now with Modern Horizons two. Even with Modern Horizons two getting delayed a week too, it's even made, made it even more crazy. So yeah, uh, we're, we're within a month of. Uh, I think it's. Uh, actual release is the 26th of July, so pre-release would be the 19th. We're talking what? Two weeks, two and a half two and weeks. Half, yeah. Two and a half weeks, yeah. and we're yeah. going to be opening Dungeons and Dragons. Like it is here. It's crazy. Can't um, wait. I can't wait. Actually, if, if I could just uh, jump back to what John was saying about the the panic around D and D when it first came out, because um, I, I was looking for a movie title that it, it's based off a comic book. It's called Dark Dungeons, and Give it, give it a watch if you want to have a, a good laugh because it is just so over the top. RPG. Is it one of these anti Dungeons and yeah. Dragons? Yeah, okay. it's 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 based cool. on a on a, a, I believe it was originally a graphic novel that came out in 1984. Okay. Um, they made it into a movie in 2014, oh. and it's just basically RPGing is gonna lead you into a cult and and all that stuff, and it's it's hilarious. That is too funny. Yeah. We all seem it's to have cool, gone man. a different way. Yeah, exactly. That is cool. I mean, it was probably an underground thing. Yeah, it was probably a college kid scene thing, you know. Um, I remember a few things. Like, my grandfather used to be chief of police over Missouri, you know. And he told us a story of of this kid. Okay, cover your kid's ears on this one, all right? I mean, I might have to edit this out. I don't know. Uh, the, the guy's like, hey, man, I'm, you know, he, he, my grandpa came to my dad. And he goes, son, look, I'm worried guy comes to me and tells me hey you know he wrote me a letter that his kid is doing stuff and blame it on this game called Dungeons and Dragons and then he something to a cat this is bad and then actually say he's going to hurt himself so now everybody's really scared and worried what should we do 
My dad's like, get the guy a shrink, man. The kid's got, the kid's there's something wrong with the kid and just blaming it on a game, dad. It's just a game. That's what it is, you know. Well, and you know, my, back then my also dad, mental mental illness was no, nowhere near as well understood as it is now. Because remember, yeah, back sure. in the eighties, it was it was metal music that that was causing all the yeah. problems. And then then it was violent that, video. Then you, it was violent right. video games. Well, you, before that too, before that too, our parents went through Ozzy Osbourne too, you know, and listening to the the stuff. Baby, help me out here. My wife's right here, baby. What the Beatles were considered evil? I mean, who was all considered yeah. bad back then? I'm sure every one of them. Yeah, the Beatles were right. probably the heavy metal rock and roll of the day. Yeah. So where I'm going with that is, is um, I think society's changing more to have everything being more accepted, and that we're talking about things, and that's one blessing of a podcast right there. And we're not censored. Yeah, the ability to just even chat like this is wonderful. Oh, absolutely. The sharing of opinions is a very valuable asset to have. It's one of the most beautiful things about living in this country. You can have an opinion, you can voice your opinion, even if it's an unpopular opinion. Like like my opinion on those lands. It's going to be an unpopular opinion. I feel like I'm going to be in the minority, people that don't like it. But I have, no, I could say it. Because it's, it's I will opinion. lead us. I will lead us into the last segment. Unless, Slothy, did you want to add anything else to that or no? Lothy, did did you guys lose me? No, you're still here. Yeah, I'm here. Might have lost Slothy, guys. Yeah, Slothy okay. might be there. Yeah, might have just finally caught up with him. Well, he hasn't dropped from the call yet, so he is still in okay, here. Okay, he's here. He's here. Can hear he, us. He can oh, hear I us. Can, I can hear you. There, can there hear he me. is. There we go. There we there go. There he is. All right, so Slothy, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get us into the last segment unless you have something you want to add. No, um, I think the only thing I have to add is. I'm sorry that you're uh, you're wrong about the lands peddler. For, some, for somebody as avid into collecting them as you are, I mean, I'm avid. No, basics. hold on, I got hold on, basics. hold on, peddler, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off because I'm, I'm going to defend you. These are not basic lands. That's basic true. Lands. That's true. There you go. I love peddler, man. Peddler, peddler. I actually went one time and I made the mistake too. I was like, but peddler, aren't you going to have to collect these? And he goes. John, they're they're not basic, and I'm like, oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> and, 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 and and for our for our special guest who doesn't know, I actually I collect I'm collecting one of every co- a copy of one of each basic land ever printed. That's pretty cool. As easy as it sounds, but as, it is me. absolutely awful. <laughs> if you have random sets you need stuff from, let me know. I, I no, I have I have every uh, set from Alpha to Modern Horizons too. It's now I'm like. Doing the, summer ma- I'm do- do- doing the summer magic lands. I'm doing the guru lands. It's in a bathtub of lands. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive. He's, he's recorded TikTok as we speak. All right. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, get us into our last segment of this podcast is Beginner's Corner. This week's Beginner Corner. Let me just start off by talking to Peddler real quick because Peddler, me and you are like noobs when it comes to Commander, right? Um, I'm beyond a noob. <clears throat> I have never okay. played. There's a big discussion. There's a big discussion going around. Uh, number one, we heard about it first. Me and Peddler, I believe. If Peddler, you pay attention to Discord. Over in the Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering Content Creator Awards chain of Commander brought up the subject uh, about a week and a half ago. <laughs> um, uh, saying, I don't think as content creators that we're actually talking about Rule Zero enough. And... I'm like, you know, I'm in there and I said, even, you know, what do you suggest? What do you, what are you, what are you suggesting here? You know, and now I see it over Twitter when I woke up this morning, 
even um, some other person that's big celebrities talking about rule zero and stuff. So I want to go ahead and just talk about it right now. And the reason why I'm bringing it up first is because I don't know anything about anything. So I'm going to say, um, I think rule zero is um, like chess, where chess is like, they got figure one, it's called. All the chess pieces are in their starting order. And I look at rule zero like that. So when somebody says rule zero, I'm thinking, okay, so this is a game of Monopoly. How do you guys handle free parking? Yeah, I think I think I think the monopoly uh, analogy is much better than chess because chess is a yeah, very okay. rigid. This okay. is the rules of chess. This is how you play mm-hmm. chess. You are not deviating from these rule sets at all. Monopoly, you agree, though, agree is, with the monopoly thing. Okay. I agree with monopoly because, like, like I mean, in my house growing up, when you, whenever you paid anything that had to go back to the bank, it went into the center of the board, and when if you hit free parking, you got what was ever in the center of the board. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In some houses you go to, they're like, hey, we don't play that. I remember being dumbfounded the first time I played Monopoly over a friend's house, and they were like, what are you doing? I'm like, right. I'm putting, I'm putting my, my luxury tax in the center because if I hit free parking, you know, so whoever hits free parking gets in. They're like, what? That's not how you play Monopoly. It's like, where's that rule? Show me. But before we give our opinions, I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to read the official rule zero. So rule zero, these are the official rules of Commander. Local groups are welcome to modify them as they see fit. If you'd like an exception to these rules, especially in an unfamiliar environment, please get the approval of other players before the game begins. Commander is is designed to be a malleable format. We encourage groups to use the rules and ban lists as a baseline to optimize their own experience. This is not licensed for an individual to force their vision onto a playgroup, but encouragement for players to discuss their goals and how the rules might be adjusted to suit those goals. That is basically basically me and Peddler. So basically me and Peddler are right here. It's it's basically house rules, right? Yeah. In a in a way. Yeah. Okay. So Slothy, can you go into further detail? Um so well. Heather obviously just read the uh, the summary there, but I also really agreed with your uh, your monopoly um, thing. But every single person you go to, like, there will obviously be like a couple of rules or not house rules, like you mentioned, guidelines. Um, yeah, guidelines. Um, like, say for example, there's a play group that doesn't run any infinite combos you would talk about that beforehand say like hey just so you know we're not really big into uh infinite combos or land destructions another pretty big one uh even though those those cards are that like the cards in the infinite combo are commander legal that specific play group does not use them exactly and it can go like the the opposite way as well where you play like some groups will allow banned cards or um, or proxies too. Right? This yeah, proxies. Lead in the proxies. Pro- uh, proxies are especially popular, I find, in CEDH. A lot of people in that community are very, very open to proxies because not everybody has the money to, if they're playing like the first sliver, for example, to buy all of the dual lands or... Food as well as like all the yeah. fetch lands. Yeah, food chain, yeah. It's just kind of talking it, everything out with your play group and making sure everybody is on the same page uh, with what's going on and what's allowed and what is discouraged. 
yeah, if, if you guys don't mind, actually, I'd love to jump in on it. It's the the ban list is basically just the suggestion of you can sit down and play with anyone as long as you're following these rules. But nothing stops you from having the conversation saying, listen, I made a Cauldra completed deck. It's a colorless artifact deck. I'd really like to use this artifact as my commander. Are you guys fine with it? There, there is no real actual ban list because it is just, there's no official commander games, right? There's a, there's no tournaments. There's no prizing. It's just fun with your friends, even even for CEDH games, right? So having those things, maybe people just, like you said, hate land destruction. That conversation should happen at the beginning of every game where you're saying, what are you guys looking out of this game, right? Because if I just want to go off as hard as I can, I want to stomp the table, and you're trying to play a dwarf deck that you put together because you thought it was a fun theme, we're obviously not going to have quite as good of a time as each other, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just that general conversation of, hey, what makes this a little easier to play? What makes it better? And what what are you looking for out of the game, right? Because power level is so hard to put on a scale, right? My 10 might not be someone else's 10, right? My 10 might yeah. be your five. You might just be a crazy competitive player and blow my deck out of the water. So I find that having that conversation of what are you looking for out of the game? Do you want to just sit and have some beers with your friends? Or are you looking for like a competitive game? Do you want to see how well I can play magic in the confines of this rule versus do we want to just sit around and like play elf decks and joke around? Yeah, exactly. And people aren't going to be too happy if uh, kind of piggybacking on that. If you pull out your, your mono green elf tribal deck and have to go against a turbo Nas yeah. or, or like a something like flash Hulk back when, when it was legal. Well, or, or you're yeah. just trying to have like a, let's say you're just trying out a new deck. You just put it together. You spent yeah. all week working on the deck and I've brought my Tatiova stacks deck where my whole point of the game is I'm just going to play things like Overburden, Storm Cauldron. You're bouncing lands back and forth to your deck. We're skipping untap mm -hmm. steps because I can play 10 lands a turn. It doesn't matter to me. That's not going to be a fun game while you're, you're trying out a new deck or a new archetype you may have never tried before, right? Yeah. Or... Like, it's just a great way to equalize the game so everyone can have the maximum level of enjoyment. Well, exactly. the other thing, too, is talking to your playgroup is never going to hurt, right? Having those conversations no. of, like, can I try this? Can we try that? Hey, I didn't really feel good about this. It's not the same kind of a setting as standard where winning is all that matters and efficiency is all that matters, right? This is a much more friendly format where you're trying to for a lot of people, just get out at the end of the week, get out of the stress that's in your life, and just get together with some friends and play a game, right? You don't want to wreck that for other people, and you also don't want it no. wrecked for you. I think it goes to say, too, that probably hear a lot of content creators say these things a lot. It could easily go in one ear and out the other. I'm guilty of this myself. But talk to your play group. You know? Maybe people are afraid to say the word no. Maybe people are afraid to hear the word no. You never know until you go. You know, just start talking to your playgroup, and well, you might be surprised, actually. Yeah. So yeah, it it never hurts to ask. Like like, the worst someone's going to say is, "No, nah, I don't like that." If I was afraid of the word no, I would not be married to my, my wife. She is so much more attractive. She's so much more attractive than me. Like, they actually separate our groceries when we're at the grocery store together. That's, that's how much better looking she is than me. But I asked her out. I agree with Tyler. His wife's more good looking than him. No, she is. <laughs> they just she slap a divider down for you? 
Oh yeah, they're like, they're like, there's no way she's with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh. And you think- call somebody? Is he harassing you? <laughs> <laughs> she's actually here against her her will, guys. Yeah, <laughs> oh. I, I. All right. I, um, I was going to just finish up there. Just, I, I do think it is so good. We're all guilty probably of playing something someone we play with doesn't like. Chat yeah. about it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I play Mono Blue Mill. It gets a lot of talk, believe me. <laughs> Brewback um, is fun. Yeah, Brewback petitioners. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my, my pot at that time, that was kind of the idea. Anyway, you wanted to add something else? Oh, no, that's that's all I wanted to say is just that, like, we all play stuff that aren't isn't super fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, chat about it. And if you're not having a good time playing against someone's stacks deck, let them know. And yeah. even it doesn't have to be, like, a, a strict, no, I don't want you playing this uh, against me. It can be like, hey, yeah, if we play your CDH deck against my CDH deck, can we go down to the lower level, uh, maybe like, tribal decks or just the fun fun goofy flavor decks or something like that just kind of to balance it out between what both players want all right well that's going to do it for today's show and we want to do a big shout out to our supporters of the podcast mark mcgowan justin hill ed showfield thank you guys this week's car of the week is brought to you by you that's right you You guys voted this week for wasteland from the secret layer and you want to get in on this fun over to the Facebook group. The link will be in the description below for this YouTube video. And once again, we want to thank you, Daniel from into the 99 for coming on today's podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I just love to rant about magic. So you don't, we all, <laughs> Yeah, it was a blast. And uh, I've agreed to go on his show too, guys. So I'll look nice. out for that. Yeah, it'll definitely be fun. And same invitation to both of you guys as well. I would love to have all you guys on. You need to play. You need the time and place, and I'll be there. Sounds great. I will hold you guys to that. Well, until next time, spell slinging. <laughs>